Welcome to Wiffle's Press Box Podcast, where we discuss the latest topics in the professional world of sports. Enjoy our exclusive interviews with athletes, coaches, insiders, and fans. And now, here's your host, Gary Wiffle. Few NFL players have had more pressure on them this season than Jordan Love. The Packers' young quarterback has had the daunting task of replacing a living legend in Aaron Rodgers, a future Hall of Famer. Love hasn't made Packer Nation forget about Rodgers yet, but he has shown flashes that he can indeed be the leader of the pack for years to come. Hello, my name is Gary Wolfel, and thanks for joining Rob Reichel of Forbes.com and myself for another fun-filled Packer podcast. Hello, Mr. Reichel. Hello, Gary. I th- I think this one's going to be feisty and festive. How's that? <laughs> I, I I think this one's going to be this one's going to be enjoyable. This is going to be a knockdown dragout fight, as they say. Yeah, yeah. I I, <laughs> I don't know if it's between you and I, but, uh, but I, I I think we've got a lot of fun topics to delve into today. We're on my money's on you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Gary. I got that trick knee now. So. Oh, that's true. How's that coming along, by the way? Good, good. Yeah, almost almost a year since uh, since I got the new one. Yeah, it's been one year. Yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah it'll be a year at about Christmas, Gary. So yeah, we're uh, we're progressing extremely well. So yeah, no, thank thanks for asking. It's uh, it's it's been a lifesaver. Things I couldn't do a year ago, like go watch my uh, beloved Badgers get smoked by Iowa Northwestern. I now, Gary, podcast. sadly have to have to go do again. So. I thought you said it was going to be a festive podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I should have said frustrating. Yeah. Speaking of frustrating, uh, I don't know if you had a chance to catch the uh, Bills-Broncos game the other night, and it looked like the Bills were in great shape to get a much-needed win. Then, of course, they uh, had this pass interference penalty, which was pass interference. And then the Broncos – Decide to kick a field goal, game-winning field goal. They miss it, but guess what? They had 12 people on the field. <laughs> so they get another crack at it, and of course they make it. Uh, great win for the Broncos. Heartbreaking loss for the Bills. And, uh, man, I'll tell you what, Rob, that is why I love the NFL. Just, just really, really fun game to watch. What was it, Gary, this week? Six games ended with field goals on the final play. Is that what it was? It was an all-time NFL record. It was five going into the Monday night game, and then obviously Denver made it number six. So, yeah, six games ended, were decided, I guess, Gary, on a last last play of the game, last play of regulation field goal. And, and obviously, you know, that that's how that Buffalo Denver game ended as well. I, Gary, can Sean McDermott, survive much longer in Buffalo. That's a stacked roster ready to win today. And they're five, they're five and five. And, and, and they had four turnovers in that game and made a million mistakes. And obviously the biggest one of of the night came when they, they were, you know, had 12 on the field and the game. So I I know it's a Packer podcast. We'll get off of this topic quickly, but man, McDermott can't survive much longer. Can he Gary? I I can't imagine. No, they're, they're, it was basically Super Bowl or bust for that team this year. Now on the flip side, Everybody was ready to run Sean Payton out of out of town in Denver, especially after that lopsided loss. How many points to give up to Miami? Whatever it was seven zero. It was seventy. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's <laughs> un, I mean think of it. That's unfathomable. 
70 points. And here they are, and they're back on track to make the playoffs. You know, Sean Payton is looking like, you know, the good coach that he is. So, but uh, it, it's amazing how things change in the National Football League. <laughs> it's a week-to-week league, Gary. We, we say it all the time. It's fluid. And you think you know something about one team on one Sunday. Everybody thinks Dallas is really good, and then they go and they get hammered by San Francisco or whatever, right? Or you, you think you know something about whoever it is, right? The, the Dolphins, the Chargers, et cetera, and they look great one week and, and horrendous the other. You know, we we thought Green Bay might be trending in the wrong direction, Gary, and I, I thought they, even though they lost against Pittsburgh on Sunday, I thought they played their best game of the year. I, I really did, top top to bottom. Um, when you consider the the quality of the opponent, Gary, we you consider the venue, probably their, their best performance up until that point had been week one against Chicago, Gary. But again, mm-hmm. that that's a bad, bad football team. That'll be a team that's going to be in the top five when we when we get to the draft. Pittsburgh's going to probably win 10, 11 games like they always do with Tomlin. And, um, you know, Green Bay had every chance to win that football game. I, I thought it was Green Bay's best game top to bottom, Gary. And statistically, it won't be Jordan Love's best game because of the two late interceptions. His passer rating plummeted 35 points there in the last couple of drives. But I thought top to bottom, again, that was Jordan Love's best game. Yeah, you know what, Rob? I had a bunch of people talk, call me after the game or text me after the game, and they were just bashing the Packers and how crappy they were. And you know what, Rob? I, I'm on the same page as, as you are. In fact, after that game, I go, man, this team is definitely on the right track. You know, they got all these good young players and even though they lost, man, I'll tell you, the potential for that team is really good with one caveat. They got to stay healthy. <laughs> but, but I mean. Well, they're never going to do that, Gary. Well, we that, that's the problem. Right you know, I mean, you and I have touched on this a little bit. And I think we'll touch on it more as the season goes on. But they got to take a hard look at their uh, training staff, medical staff. And uh, they, they've had just crushing injuries and, and and everybody I get it sustains injuries but if you look at it they have lost a lot of their best players because of injury and uh, when you're a young team like this you can ill afford that Gary I'm gonna bounce and I'm writing this for later in the week I won't give too much away but I'm gonna bounce their 10 highest paid guys off of you real quick here okay yeah and then you tell me what you think they got out of them this particular year, this is, this is salary cap wise. And, and I talked about this a lot this summer, Gary, I, I, and when it became evident, they were going to go extremely young. They were going to put all their eggs in the basket of the young guys and then keep around about 10 or 12 high priced veterans. They were going to have to win games, Gary, with the veterans having, you know, the kind of year that warranted the contracts that they got. And then some of these young guys to come along. And that was the only way this, this team was going to have a chance to win 9, 10, 11 games, something like that. All right, highest paid guy on the roster is David Bakhtiari. Yep. We know that story. Right? Useless. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you got one game out of him, $21 million. Useless. Absolutely right. Kenny Clark, to me, Gary, he's a warrior, $13 million. You're probably getting your money's worth, right? Yeah. Rashawn Gary signed the big contract. Um, his cap hit actually went down, Gary. He's about $12 million right now. Is that money well spent? Uh, it can be. I, I, I'm, as I mentioned, I think last week, I, I'm a little down in Gary right now. He hasn't made, yeah. he hasn't been the impact player that I, you know, I think you and I both thought he would be. 
he's the one guy in that defense that can be an absolute difference maker. And uh, the last couple of weeks, uh, I'm sorry, he he hasn't been a dif- difference maker. No, he's not good against the run whatsoever. And and you're right, he hasn't gotten home nearly enough to warrant that kind of money, at least at this point in time. So, all right, he's number four, Gary. Number five, Jair. <laughs> yep, I, I think you, you, and I, you and I are on the same page on this guy. I mean, he talks a good game, and, and a lot of times he does play a good game. Problem is he doesn't play a lot of games in the last three years. Gary, your laugh tells it all. That's all yeah. we need to know. Yep, that's all you need to know. Uh, Aaron Jones. Wow. You know what? That that was the other thing, Rob, that was running through my uh, head during the game. I love a- a- Aaron Jones. He stands for, I think, what's good in the game today. But you know what? He might be at the end of the road. I, I got yeah. some sneaky suspicions. He might have, we might have seen the best of Aaron Jones. Gary, his decision to keep that one play in bounds late in yes. that game instead of running out of bounds was not just questionable. It was, it was a major mistake. And what was fascinating, Gary, is his head coach called him out for it then in the post-game press conference. Man, LaFleur was not kind. He criticized him and said, hey, we lost two, three plays there. We lost 15, 20 seconds. And you don't expect a guy like Jones to make make a mistake like that. You know, exactly. Gary, exactly. You know, he he's he's been beat up. He hasn't run the ball nearly, I think, as effectively as he has in past years. So so that's number six, Gary. He yeah. dropped that pass too, remember? Yeah. Absolutely. That, that was Absolutely, a big, Gary. important play yeah. too. Right, on, on the trick play with Wicks, and that probably goes for a first down. Exactly. So, all right, Gary, let, let's keep going through this list of, of where the money is going. Elton Jenkins, I would argue the money's worth it. Absolutely. Preston Smith, I would argue the money is worth it. Yeah, yeah, I do. You know, but I, I think he could be an odd guy out, you know, during the offseason. It wouldn't shock me if he's, he moves on. No, I, I think they'll move on from him, Gary, because they're going to want to see Van Ness. And, um, you know, Preston's got a big cap hit next year. I And, and I think they're okay at that position, especially with Inigbari kind of coming on. He's had an okay year. And and I'm sure they'll draft another one. They'll, they'll get that money off the books, I would think. Um, Devon Rob, this Camp, is not Gary, a – I was just going to say, this This isn't a festive podcast so far. <laughs> no, but I also said feisty. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. So who's next on the list? Yeah. So so I said it would be a feisty podcast too, Gary, and that's where we're going. Oh, I uh, see. Okay. Although I I wasn't expecting to go down this road, but it's but it's kind of fun. Devondre Campbell, Gary, uh, in and out of the lineup certainly isn't the same impact guy he was two years ago. I would argue he's not playing up to the level of his contract. Yeah, I I would agree. But in, in defense of him, he's been banged up. Well, and- yeah, but that's that's my point, Gary. And so is Bakhtiari, right? And so is Aaron Jones. At, at the yeah. end of the day, you you need these guys to stay on the field. Yeah, you, no, you're right. Especially in that run trending defense. Young, you'd be trending young and you'd need your young guys, or I mean, you'd need your veterans to kind of lead the way if you're going to win any games. And then, Gary, the last two, I think we know the answers here, Eric Stokes and Darnell Savage. Yeah. Again, guys that are spending their time on IR. Um, it, you know what, Rob, I mean, real though, how many guys, 12 guys? What's that? I, I gave you the top 12. Yeah. How many did you give me there? Number 12 then, or, or the 12th guy in this list, Gary, would be oh, Jordan. Okay. okay. And, and I Jordan, mean, Love, Jordan loves just over 4 million, Gary. He's a bargain and, and he's certainly earning his money. You know, having listened to that, I'm shocked they won three games, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then 
the fact that they're competitive. I mean, they've they've had one bad loss this year, in my mind. They've lost, and I know this. We we talked about this at the outset of the podcast that this is a very very competitive league. You know, decisions or outcomes come down to the last player two, but. Rob, they, they played four games in which they lost by a combined 11 points. Now, now you bring up let half of those guys that you mentioned play, just be on the field, much less play at a high level. You know, they, they could actually have a decent record, but, you know, the fact is that they, they don't. So, but to lose four games by 11 points, that, that's just got to be gut-wrenching for that organization. Gary, it's starting to remind me a lot of 2008, and people forget about the struggles that it was for this organization on the on the changeover from Favre, Favre to Rodgers. 13-3 and three in 07 with Favre. You go to the NFC title game, you pretty much bring back the entire same football team, 20 of 22 starters the next year, Gary, and they slipped to 6-10. and 10. It was the greatest one-year drop in the history of the league. Good point. Sorry, the history of the organization, Gary. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was really with the same cast of characters. And Gary, that year, Aaron Rodgers had eight opportunities, eight, to go down late in the game and win it. When they were within one score, he went 0 for 8, Gary. He was 0 for 8, and the Packers went 0-7 that year, Gary, in games decided by four points or less. That's good Rodgers stuff. could not get it done. It's a hard it's a hard thing to do, Gary. It's a it's a tough thing for young teams and young quarterbacks to learn, and that's what they're trying to do right now with Love and this in this young group. I, I, Gary, I think if Love's still around in a year or two, some of these late game situations will look dramatically different. He might not try forcing the ball to Christian Watson, right? They might go to a Musgrave, they might go to a Dubs, um, they might run the ball. A lot of stuff could be different, Gary. They're kind of going through the growing pains right now of an unbelievably young group of wide receivers and a quarterback who has never been in this position. Love is one and four right now, Gary, in these opportunities to win games late. He beat the saints and he's lost four other times, two games. They've been routed in Minnesota kicked the nonsense out of them. And so did did Detroit. Uh, but other than that, you're right, Gary, they've been extremely competitive, right? The one point loss to Atlanta tight losses to Denver and the Raiders and now Pittsburgh. But Gary, they're probably where they belong. They're probably they're probably right where they they deserve to be at three and six because the really good teams like Pittsburgh know how to finish these things off and know how to win close games. We talked about this last week. Pittsburgh's now six and zero, oh, Gary, in one score games. That you know, this year's version of the Vikings, huh? Yeah, and you know what? There's I don't think that's always fool's gold either. That's that's teams. In, in critical moments, Gary, just, just understanding what needs to be done and making those big-time plays at, at the at the biggest moments of games. Gary, we know how close this league is. Uh, you know, 75% of the games every Sunday kind of come down to two, three, four plays that yeah. you can go back and circle, and if they had gone the other way, the outcome is going to be different, right? You, you started the podcast just by talking about, you know, a field goal in the Buffalo Denver game last night. And if, if Buffalo knows how, how to count, right, they're sitting at <laughs> six and four today. And um, you think you know, that special teams coach is going to be around? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that'll be interesting to watch. Uh, 
Yeah. You know, here, here, here on Tuesday, I, I don't know, know enough about his history and his background, but, but that is the kind of stuff that can get you fired in this league. There's, there's no doubt about it, uh, especially when the head coach is on the hot seat, Gary, but you know, but, but back to green Bay, Gary, in those critical moments, they just haven't made those plays, whether it's love throwing interceptions, where it's the defense allowing somebody to march down the field for points. Green Bay just hasn't made enough of those big plays at, at critical times. And, and that's why they're sitting at three and six, Gary. And, and I have a hunch, you know, in, in three weeks when we're doing one of these, they could be sitting at three and nine. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The next three games are brutal. I mean, for that team. But, yeah, I, I want to circle back to uh, Jordan Love. I, you know, I have been impressed with him. I, I know I'm probably on an island on this, but I have seen steady growth with that guy. There's a bunch of things I really like. We, we mentioned, you know, some of the bonehead mistakes that uh, his teammates have made, like Aaron, Aaron Jones. And, you know, going, going back to that opening drive against Steelers, they, they have the Steelers in the third and 17 uh, situation, and they get called for pass interference. You know, they bailed them out, right? Mistake right off the bat. A series later after the Packers scored, Carlson kicks the ball out of bounds, gives Pittsburgh, you know, great field positions. I mean, that, that's not Jordan Love. That That's <laughs> the supporting cast and uh, getting back to Love. I, I Again, I think he's on the right track, and I – to be honest with you, I think he's going to be pretty darn good. I don't think you're on an island, Gary. I, I think, Gary, if this is an election, it's probably 50-50 right now. You know what I mean? This is this is probably as close as 2016 and 2020, <laughs> you know, on a, on, a, on a national landscape and probably where – we're and hopefully 20, not 24. <laughs> yep, probably where 2024 is going to be. We'll we'll see if we can find any missing ballots, Gary, that that, that show up at uh, show up show up in Milwaukee, right? That uh, well, you can count on that. You, you, you can go to the bank. That's going to happen. So <laughs> I won't go down that path in this podcast, Gary. Oh, um, why not? <laughs> but I'll, but, I'll be honest. I I think Jordan Love is is starting to win over more voters than he's losing. His last six quarters of football have been really, really good. He was outstanding yeah. to finish up that Rams game when they, uh, you know, when they struggled obviously early two weeks ago, and then and then he was outstanding in the second half where he only had the one incompletion and his passer rating was in the one forties. Again, Gary, this is a Sunday was an instance where I'm usually a big numbers guy and statistics guy, Gary, but. But that was one where where the numbers could lie and did lie a little bit. Jordan yes. Love was outstanding yes. for the majority of that football game. He makes a bad decision late, you know, when that when they're driving to go ahead. I think it was 23-19 at the time. And he puts the ball up in the corner for, for Christian Watson. And and again, he's really in essence there, Gary, throwing into double coverage. So it's not a good choice. Yep, I agree with you on that too. But at the same yeah. point in time, Gary Watson doesn't fight hard enough. Watson's six foot four, Gary. He plays like he's four foot six. He's just not strong and tough and competitive enough to go win those 50-50 balls at this at this juncture of his career. And he might turn out to be just fine, Gary. You know, every everybody beat the beat the crap out of Devontae Adams after the 2015 season where he was so remarkably disappointing in the year where Jordy Nelson blew out his knee. And Devontae Adams has obviously turned out to be a borderline Hall of Famer. He'll be a Packer Hall of Famer uh down the road. He, he turned into one of the five best receivers, undoubtedly, in football. I don't see Christian Watson going that way, Gary, uh, but it's too early to write him off. But the bottom line is he failed Jordan Love again 
on Sunday in one of those balls that that he had to go fight for. Gary, here's a stat I'm going to throw by you that's that's mind blowing. Okay, Jordan Love has ten interceptions, right? Yeah, five have come on balls to Christian Watson. <laughs> yeah, chew on that for a second, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe no, I, maybe no, I'd start, I, I I agree with you. I, I, maybe I'd start giving Christian Watson fewer chances, Gary. He's got plenty of options now. I mean, Musgraves and Reed's had a really nice, quiet season. Uh, Wicks has been a major surprise in my mind. I, I think that kid's going to be heard from going forward. Agree. Uh, so, so, so yeah, I agree. He, he's almost like it, it's almost like a uh, Rogers, Devontae Adams things, but obviously, uh, as you pointed out, uh, Watson isn't uh, Devontae Adams. Gary, let's go back to Love's two touchdowns the other day, okay? The first one that he throws to Dubs in, in the right corner there, you're just not going to get a more precise pass. You, I you agree. Know, he feathered that sucker in there, Gary, and gave Dubs just enough room to toe tap and get his get his feet down. There there was not a lot of space. That ball had to be perfect, and it and it absolutely was. Um, and then his second one, Gary, where, where Reed runs the post corner, I think that's as good of a throw as we've seen from Love all year. Love's taken a lot of heat, and rightfully so, for his deep ball accuracy. It hasn't been good, Gary. Um, but that ball, what was it, 35-37 yard touchdown to Jane Reed in the second quarter. Again, there aren't a lot of quarterbacks in the league, Gary, that that put that ball where 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 Jordan Love put that ball. I mean, it was absolutely perfect to Jane Reed, who gets behind the double coverage and, 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 and scores the touchdown. in in that moment, again, through the, through the overwhelming majority of that game, Jordan love was excellent. He really was. And, uh, and, and Watson hurts him late and love hurts himself with a bad choice. And then Gary, the last one, I mean, the Steelers have a picket fence lined up at the goal absolutely. line. Absolutely. He had, he had no seven defenders. What are you going to do there? Right. Yeah, Give me, right. Yeah, you, you, you have to throw it somewhere, and odds are, you know, that that that, that play, Gary, probably has about a three percent chance of working, right? Yeah, and you know what, Rob, I was thinking about. Yeah, you know, it's not going to work beforehand. I mean, the the odds are overwhelmingly against yep. against you, right? In that case, I throw out a trick play. You know, like have the guy run maybe about a seven seven yard in, toss it to him, and then toss it to another guy, and just hope something happens because. Going back to the other play, you have zero chance of completing that, or close to zero percent chance. It's certainly a low percentage. The way yeah. Pittsburgh defended it, Gary. I mean, I guess you're, you know, you're you're hoping maybe for a PI down there, and and maybe you get the ball at the one yard line, or or that again, yeah. if, if you got a if you've got a big, strong, tough receiver, Gary. You put him in a situation maybe where he can win a 50-50 or even a 33% chance ball if he's going against two defensive backs or something like that. But Green Bay really doesn't have that. And again, here's the one here's the one thing I'll say about Love, though, again, Gary, in, the, in that moment. I'm not sure why he's throwing that ball again to Watson. Throw it, throw it somewhere else because the last guy who's going to make a tough contested catch at the goal line right now anyways is Christian Watson. You, you know who's, who's, to me, surprisingly tough? For a size is Reed really tough. Yep. I mean, you know, he, you look at him physically, he doesn't blow you away, you know, but, but that kid is tough. I'm with you, Gary. He leads him right now in receiving yards. And I, I'll, I'll tell you what, you know, he's, he's a guy. I remember Gary, I said this about Randall Cobb his rookie year. I said within two, three years, Randall Cobb could, could be in the hunt 
to lead the NFL in receptions, and he was. And then he got the really bad injury, I think, in 14 maybe is is when Cobb got hurt. But, Gary, I, I kind of feel the same way about Reed, where in, where in two years we're going to be talking about him at 80, 85, 90 catches, something like that. He's just he, – he's smart, he's savvy, he's clever. Um, he knows how to get open, Gary. He's – he does. Like said, he, he's a tough little bugger too. Yeah. And um, in working out of the slot like he does, he's usually got a matchup against uh, a matchup advantage against nickel corners that I I think he's going to win more than he's going to lose. He's going to turn into one of these guys, Gary, where every time it's third and seven, he's going to be the guy that that the quarterback, whoever it is, let's say it's love, that the quarterback's going to want to go and find. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, get, getting back to uh, love. The the one major concern I had when the Packers selected him was his uh, propensity to throw interceptions. I, I forgot what he had his last season at Utah State, but it, it was a huge number of picks. But I'll tell you what, uh, I think so far this season, in nine games, he had one game where he threw three picks, and, and, and a lot of NFL quarterbacks have three-pick games. But since then – he has rebounded nicely. I mean, sure, he had two two uh, picks, you know, last Sunday against the Steelers. But as you and I both agree, the last one doesn't count. That that's not on him. So uh, he has kept his interceptions down, and, and I think that's really encouraging uh, for him and the Packers. So, Gary, what I will tell you, Love threw twenty nine college interceptions in three years. Okay, yeah which is less than 10 a year. It's not that high of a number. His first two years were six and six. Right. Then they made the switch at coach to Gary Anderson, the ex-Badger coach, who a lot of well, people. One of your around, favorites, right? A lot of people around here don't care <laughs> greatly for. And my understanding was that was kind of a circus that year. And Love lost a lot of his people. Now, I'm not forgiving him, but his final year then, Gary, at Utah State was 17. So he had 12 in his first two seasons and he had 17 in his third year. So, you know, one and a half times more in one year than the first two years combined, Yeah, Um, you know, after, after the coaching change. And again, Gary, I mean, I remember talking to scouts before the draft and they said, Jordan love was playing with, you know, a bunch of guys who are going to wind up, you know, the, he didn't, he didn't have one NFL caliber player around him that that final year at Utah State, right? It was it was guys that were all gonna end up doing other things in in their lives, working for accounting firms or, you know, whatever it was. They they were not they were not NFL players. He and he had some early, Gary, uh his first couple of years at Utah State. He had he had some high caliber players around him. That wasn't the case his final year. Now he did make some bad decisions too, including off the field where he got arrested for, you know, smoking dope, but which, which a lot of guys, I guess, wind up doing. But uh I, I Gary, I think his decision making overall in Green Bay has been fine. Um, like like you said, I, I I do think he's growing, he's making strides. We'll see how the Packers feel about all this, Gary, because they're they're gonna get to a point here this offseason where they're gonna have to make a call on Jordan Love. Gary, they're sitting at the number six spot right now in the NFL draft. And I and I think they're gonna still move up and they could end up third, fourth, fifth, something like that when it's all said and done. That that's the time, Gary, where you're really gonna find out what do they think of this guy, right? Because they either, yeah. they either have to pay him and commit to him long term, or they're gonna say, All right, we like this Drake May kid at North Carolina, right? We 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 like so and so from here. I still right now think 
Jordan Love probably is the favorite to me to be the quarterback, say in twenty twenty five. But it's really close. It it it's yeah. I, I disagree, Rob. I, I, I think, uh, yeah, I, I respectfully disagree. <laughs> okay, but I, I think they they they're they're sold on them already. I really do. Well, and, what makes you say that, Gary? Because usually, if you're sold on somebody, you pay them. Yeah, and I think they're going to pay them. Um, yeah, the the other thing I was going to mention about the interception part with with Love, Rob, he. Of the nine games, he had three games in which he didn't throw a pick at all. Okay. Yep. Yep. And he had then he had three other games where he threw just one. So you're talking about six of the nine where again he kept his mistakes to a minimum. So I, I think he's really showing a lot of poise from that standpoint. No, I and I agree, Gary. And and even Sunday's kind of an aberration, right? I mean I know the final stat line shows two picks, but that did not feel like a two interception. No. I, I thought he was in, in control, Gary, from start to finish. And um, he was hurt by some drops. I go back to that set, you know, to Watson, Watson again, Gary, the second drive of the game. It's 14-7 Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's marching up and down the field twice. Green Bay actually scored on its first possession for the first time in in forever, Gary. Well, not quite forever, but week one. You know, I think they're sitting there at about third and seven, third and eight, and he's got Watson wide open on a crosser, Gary, and Watson drops it. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, it should have been a first down, and and they keep marching, and and he was hurt by a handful of drops in that game. And I guess every quarterback is Gary at the end of the day, and but it certainly factors in when you look at his final line, twenty-one of forty. You know, if if his guys help him out a little bit, Gary's probably twenty-six of forty or something like that. And he has yeah. maybe one pick, not two or something like that. I, again, the, it's really important this year for Packer nation to keep this in mind. This isn't a micro year. It's a macro year, right? You're looking at big picture, not small. And you're saying, are you seeing growth from this player, from that player? And, and the biggest one they have to get the answer on obviously is Jordan love. And, yeah. and I, I am with you, Gary. I think he's taking strides. I think he's growing, but these next eight games, I mean, th- this season, Gary, at the end of the day is a referendum on Jordan love, right? And and I think these next eight games are going to decide which way everybody winds up voting. Well, I I know where I'm voting already. <laughs> uh, I, I I have no doubts this kid can play. And to me, it's it's not a matter of him. It's a matter of surrounding him with with better players. And and I think that'll come. But you know, another thing I really liked about Love that I saw in Sunday's game was how he had command of the offense. I mean, he looked really, really confident out there. And uh, the other thing, too, is like he, he he actually showed a little swagger at times, which I had not seen in the previous games. I mean, there, there were times where it looked like, hey, I'm the man. And uh, you, you can tell he's starting to get uh, comfortable in that uh, system. Gary, what I honestly might like best about him is just his demeanor. Yes, on a, on his he's never high, he's never low. You, exactly. you know from watching him, if if Green Bay's up fourteen or down fourteen, and and those to me are the guys you want to win with. You know, I, I've coached a number of things, Gary, with my kids and stuff growing up, and 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 it's these players, and 
you know, obviously it's a, it's a, it's a much smaller scale, but, but those players that are, are like a heart attack, Gary, right. You, that are, that are up and down the whole game are, are the ones that drive you absolutely batty. It's the ones that can stay level and consistent throughout the course of a game that, uh, that, that, that you want on, on your team and you, and you want to go to battle with And that's Jordan love Gary. I mean, it really is. Um, again, you, you, you just watch him. He, he's so calm and composed, even when things are going bad or even when things go extremely well, he's not, you know, he, he's not getting Brett Favre crazy level, right. Where he's taking off his helmet and running around after throwing an 85 yard touchdown past Andre Risen when he hits that, you know, uh, with Jaden Reed with a score and, and he's not going to Aaron Rodgers bat crazy ape shit at his teammates. Gary, when, when things go bad, I, I, I really do like the fact that he does stay so level headed through the course of a game. Um, he's a guy I'd want to play with Gary. Absolutely. From, from that standpoint, um, yeah. I do still think though, Gary, there, there's some stuff he has to prove. Oh, absolutely. Um, got to prove he can win some of these games. He's got to be more consistent with some of his throws. His accuracy has not been good enough, Gary, up until now through the course of this season, although I do think it's getting better. Um, well, I, I thought last game. week he made a major, major step in the right direction. Yeah. 20, 20 of 26 is pretty damn good. I, I don't care who you're playing, you know. You're talking the Rams game. Correct. Uh-huh. Right, right. No, I and, and again, now again, but then this week he's 21 of 40. So, yeah. Uh, you know, not yeah. and like you said, numbers are deceiving. <laughs> they can be a- absolutely. He was certainly hurt by you know drops again in in that particular game. Now, he I'll be honest. You know what did Detroit just put up a thousand points against uh, the LA Chargers on on yeah. Sunday? He should have a pretty good game on on Sunday against the Chargers. That that should be a shootout. He should have a chance coming down the stretch, Gary, to put up some really good numbers against teams like the Bears and and the Giants and and Carolina. You know, three of the five worst teams in in football. He's got a chance here, Gary, to finish the year pretty strong. He's got a couple of tough ones on the docket. Obviously, the Chiefs are playing shockingly good defense this year. That's a top ten defensive unit. I, I you know we we know how tough Detroit is, and and that's going to be a tough uh, game to to go and play in, in their place on, on Thanksgiving, Gary. But I think Jordan Love's got a chance to really finish the season out here, Gary, with a bang. If he does that, you might be right. It, it, it might be a no-brainer then this offseason, you ink him to a four- or five-year contract. Okay, Rob, question for you. Going into this season, if somebody would have told you at the midway point, Jordan Love will have thrown for more touchdown passes than Trevor Lawrence, Lamar Jackson and Matthew Stafford. <laughs> would you have bought it? <laughs> I would have bought two of the three. I would not have agreed with you on Lawrence. Lamar Jackson doesn't throw many Gary. He runs them and his wide receivers aren't good. And and we know Stafford was coming off a year where he was beat up and and that offense wasn't very good. And and outside of Cooper Cup, um now obviously they've had a couple guys emerge there. Uh, with with the Rams, Gary. But outside of Cooper Cup, there wasn't a lot of proven proven players. Jordan Love's numbers to me, Gary, are kind of about what I expected. To be perfectly honest with yeah, you, yeah, yeah. What I is agree. He, what is he right now? I, I don't have him, maybe fourteen and ten touchdowns to picks. I, yeah, I don't have, yeah. What he's sure about fourteen touchdowns. But but you know what was boggling? I I, I would have bet every last penny in in my account, which 
isn't very big. <laughs> but come on now, that, that, Lord, that Trevor Lawrence would have easily more touchdown passes than Jordan. that one is shocking. Yes, I, that one would be a shocking. So I, I'm not sure. But anyways, I, I thought I'd throw that out there. Anything yeah, else you want to talk I about? I just love? looked it up, Gary. He is 14 and 10. 14 touchdowns, 10 picks, little over 2,000 yards. I mean, so Gary, I mean, we're we're just past the halfway point, right? We're nine games out of 17, so we're we're two quarters past the halfway point. Gary, he's on pace, you know, for 28 and 20, let's call it, about 4,000 yards. If I remember right, Gary, Aaron's first season was 28 touchdowns and 13 picks. So so Love could have similar touchdown numbers. Obviously, he'll be up dramatically from what Rodgers was in interceptions. But again, we've talked about this at length, Gary. Rodgers also got to go to war or go to battle. I shouldn't call it a war because we know what a real war is. But you got to go to battle, Gary, uh, every Sunday with with Greg Jennings, Donald Driver, Jordy Nelson, James yeah. Jones, and and Jermichael Finley, and 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 Jordan Love is going to battle every Sunday, Gary, with a bunch of twenty two and twenty three year olds that half the time aren't exactly sure where they're supposed to be on the field. Yep, no, no, no doubt about it. Um, talking about Watson, do you remember last year? I mean, they, they kind of started featuring him in a number of games. And one of the ways they did that was with the jet sweep, right? Yeah. And, and he's done that. What once this year, I think. Yeah. And I think if I remember right, didn't they run it a two, three weeks ago to somebody else? Yeah. I mean, I I'm shocked because I, I thought at times last year, that was pretty effective and it's nowhere to be seen this year. Gary, I mean, what they need out of out of Watson, obviously, though. I mean, and and that's a gimmick play. I mean, they 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 were banking on Christian Watson by this point in time being a legitimate number one wide receiver. Gary, he has no 14, he has fourteen catches. I mean, yeah. when 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 we start to you know, if, if, again, we're only at the midway point, but if it continues to trend in this direction, Gary, and at the end of the season, you're ranking, you know, your five most disappointing Packers from the twenty twenty three season he's at or near the top of that list because this was the year everybody expected him to take such a big jump. He was so good last year in the second half of the season, seven touchdowns in the last eight games. Um, And Gary, he just, he hasn't taken that step. He hasn't, he hasn't grown whatsoever. He looks like a track guy right now playing football, Uh, one touchdown, right? 236 receiving yards, just not good enough. I mean, he's on pace, Gary, to be under 500 yards, to be under 30 catches and to have two touchdowns. Right now, Gary, I I would tell you, Dubs, Reed, Musgrave, maybe even Wicks are all better options, you know, in the the pass game than Christian Watson is. I, Gary, I, I, I didn't let, and, and and this this isn't you know hindsight being twenty twenty. I screamed about this when you and I did a podcast a year and a half ago, back in that two thousand and twenty two draft when Green Bay had two first round draft picks, Gary twenty two and twenty eight, and they went Walker and Wyatt. They could have easily jumped up the board, Gary. Those two picks, if I remember right, trade value wise, were worth the number eight spot in the draft. Okay, twenty two and twenty eight could have got you eight. And they held Pat. They took the two defensive players and they had just traded Devonte Adams. If you remember, right. Yeah. And I remember I, I screamed and hollered on this podcast and I wrote it multiple times that Gutekunst had made a mistake. 
It was a it was a crazy good draft for wide receivers early. You remember Drake London went eight, Garrett Wilson went ten, Olave went eleven, uh, Jamison Williams went twelve, Gary to Detroit. Your guy Burks went to Tennessee at eighteen. I think Dotson, guys that uh, can't stay on the field. Wow, that's another yeah, one. Yeah, but you know, Gary, the the guy I was in love with from the start was Olave. Now, I oh, think yeah. Garrett Wilson. I think Garrett Wilson's the best of that group. But the point is, Gary, I mean, I'll ask you this right now. So Green Bay held Pat, right? They took Walker and Wyatt, could have moved up, taken a wide receiver. Instead, they they elected to take Watson in round two, and that's where they addressed the wide receiver need. If I told you today, Gary, you could trade Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt for Chris Olave, would you do it? <laughs> you know what? Believe it or not, I wouldn't. You wouldn't? Okay. No, I, I, I wouldn't. You know what? If you'd have said Wyatt in a heartbeat, but I, I'm a big Walker guy, and I, I think the only thing that's holding him back now is he's got to put on some weight and strength. But that dude, he's a tackling machine. I mean, but he's undersized to play inside in my mind. But his lateral quickness, his ability to roam sideline to sideline, and that pass, remember earlier in the season, he intercepted that pass and ran it back? Yep. I mean, I don't know about you, but, I, you know, obviously you followed the Packers a long time. I thought that was one of the best defense plays I've ever seen a Packer make. That I mean, that was a linebacker that took it basically, you know, the length of the field, or not quite the length of the field, but a long yeah, way. Was, I think it was 40 yards, Gary. In yeah. that You're not wrong, Gary. That that, that was a, a fantastic play. I I, I – I'm just a big believer that the league is predicated on offense and, and you need to find a way to score 27 to 30 points a game, uh, certainly in the postseason to, to win these games, unless you've got a, you know, a Seattle Seahawks 2014 level type defense, unless you've got the 2000 Baltimore Ravens defense or something like that. I'll ask you this another way, Gary, would, would you trade those two defensive guys for Garrett Wilson with the Jets? Now you're talking, and I, I'm a big lobby fan too. Again, I would be reluctant to trade Walker. You know, I yeah, just said, yeah. said how high I, I am on him. But no, you yeah. know, and, and and again, it's all hypotheticals. And yeah, yeah, candy and nuts, right? But but Gary, the, you know, the point is, Gutekunz did have the draft capital back in 2022 to make a jump up the board and and get a wide receiver for Jordan Love rather than two defensive guys for for Joe Barry. And my point on draft night is, you had just traded away. Uh, Devonte Adams. Nobody knew how this Aaron Rodgers story was going to play out, but they did not have a number one wide receiver, and they really yeah. don't today, Gary. And and moving forward now with Jordan Love, the whole point of all this is they have to find him a number one wide receiver. I don't think the guys on the roster today, Gary. I really don't. Um, I think they've got a lot of twos and threes. I think they have a lot of nice pieces. I really do. But there's a big difference between. A CD Lamb, for example, oh. and, right, and uh, and a Jaden Reed or a Christian Watson or a Romeo Dobbs, right? There's a there's there's a gigantic difference between a Tyreek Hill and anybody on the Packers roster. Now, that would that that to me is the number one thing. Well, they need to do a lot this offseason, Gary. Probably the number one thing is left tackle, but the number two thing might be find a number one wide receiver for Jordan Love. Yeah, that, that's not out of the realm of possibilities. You brought up uh, C.D. Lamb's name, and if there's any any uh, poster boy for the Packers to believe that uh, 
Christian Watson can become a, a really good receiver. It's C.D. Lamb. Do you remember his first year and even part of his second year? He dropped pass after pass after pass, and I'll give the Cowboys credit. I mean, they weren't going to give up on him, but he looked anything like an impact wide receiver. I mean, he he was just very, very disappointing. And uh, last year, obviously, he came around, and this year you can make a case that he's the best receiver in football. Here's the difference, though, Gary, right? I mean, Lamb is put together like a freight train. And yes, yes. He is just a friggin' truck. And and Christian Watson is the opposite. Um, I still go back though, Gary, and I, and I'm looking right now. C.D. Lamb as a rookie at 74 catches. Yeah. Right. And I know he dropped a decent amount of balls. You know, Christian Watson had 40 catches as a rookie. Year year two, Gary. C.D. Lamb 80 catches. Then last year 107. Christ, he's on pace this year for about 400 catches. It feels like. <laughs> it, Did you see really the catch like- he made? Did you see the catch he made the other day? I I did watch a good chunk of that game. The the, the guy is unbelievable, Gary. He's he he said afterwards he's the best receiver in the league. It's it's not even, and I I don't think it's close. I I, I think it's close. <laughs> I, I take the kid in Minnesota. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, and the kid in Cincinnati's pretty damn good too. Um, but no, you're you're you're, you're right. I mean, he's he's at that elite level now. And, and that's one of the reasons Cowboys, you know, could be a factor uh, in the playoffs. Yeah, Gary, he could have two thousand receiving yards. You know, kind of like a wow, like you said, like like a Jefferson. That's the thing to me that I love about a Lamb versus a Watson, for example, Gary. Again, right? Watson is so frail. He's so skinny. He's so lean and lanky that that you worry about him staying on the field. Where where Lamb again is? He's just put together like a like a brick house and. And and I'm just I'm looking here real quick, Gary. I don't yeah, he hasn't missed a game. He's missed one game yeah. in four years, you know. So um Yeah, again, you know what's weird about Watson. Ability is everything in this league, Gary. It really is. No, no doubt about it. You know what what's kind of baffling though is Watson actually showed signs late last season that he was gonna emerge a, a, as an impact player. I mean I think he had like five, at least five catches in two of the last three games last year. And he thought, okay, he's going to build on that. It was a stepping stone. But I may be wrong here, but I think the most catches he's had this year in any game is three. You know, that that's not going to cut it. You're, you're, you're probably right, Gary. I didn't break it down like that, but he's got 14 catches and he's played six games, I want to say. Yeah, something like that. Six. I think I think six, which would – which would be what two point three catches a game. So you're you're probably right that he's, yeah three three catches is his high mark. I mean it's like come it, on yeah you know? no I mean it 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 is just crazy yeah Gary here you're right two one three 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 two that that that's what he that's what he's looking at you know this particular year yeah I mean again colossal disappointment right his his high water game Gary is a ninety one yard. Uh, game against the Raiders and 77 of that came on one catch where Marcus Peters caught him. You know, he's, he's supposed to be the fastest guy that we've seen in green Bay since James Lofton or whatever it is you want to want to say, Gary, and he gets run down by a 30 something corner, uh 30 something year old corner by from the Raiders. And that was shocking. I, I, shocking. Yep. Either, either he's not 100%, you know, physically, 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 or there, there's something else going on because, yeah, I mean, there, there's no way that should have happened. 
Well, I think he's fine physically now, Gary. You know, he's 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 had plenty of time to get yeah. over his injuries and, and stuff like that. But you're also talking about a guy, um, you know, his first two years in the league, Gary, is, again, these are probably the years where most players are, are going to be your healthiest, right? Your body doesn't get better in the NFL. It gets worse. And and he's had injury problems since the day he walked, uh, you know, walked into Green Bay and a month in, he needed an e-scope. He's a guy who's come under a lot of scrutiny in the last, you know, three, four weeks, something like that. He's got to finish strong. He's got to take a major step forward, Gary, in these last eight games. Or if I'm Brian Gutekunst this this offseason, you're not going to move him. You're not going to dump him, anything like that, Gary. But you're you're probably going to be thinking to yourself, all right, he's at best a two. He might be a three, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I got to go out and get myself this guy or that guy and – um, because the only way this receiving, uh, or this passing offense, Gary is going to take the kind of jump they're going to need it to with Jordan love is if they get him a bonafide number one receiver, go to Kunst was hoping that by taking three wide outs in 2022 and three wide outs, Gary in 2023, somewhere in that mix, he was going to find a number one wide receiver. I don't think he has one right now on the roster. I, I really don't. I, again, I think he's got a lot of twos and threes. I think he's got some nice pieces. I, I think in a perfect world, probably Watson's your two, Dobbs is your three, Musgrave's a really good tight end, Jaden Reed's an outstanding slot, but he's not a number one guy. Mm -hmm. um, and now you got to get a number one wide receiver. You know, if Wicks is your four, Gary, you've got a pretty good four, I think, because I think Wicks is going to turn out to be a really good player uh, yeah. by the time he's done here in Green Bay. But who's your one, right? And right yeah. now, I don't think there is one. You know, uh, I don't want to beat up a dead horse here, but you know, we were talking about the Jets suite with uh, Watson. I looked it up. He's carried the ball once this season, okay? Oh, yeah. Negative five yards, okay? Last year, he carried the ball seven times. And uh, for whatever reason, they, they've gotten away from it. Um, and, and, you know, for whatever reason. But all of this goes back to – to a point I made earlier in the podcast, Rob, it's it's not Jordan Love right now in my mind. It's surrounding him with an impact player, somebody that can be a game changer. And, uh, you know, whether it's a wide receiver, it's a running back, whatever, a, a tight end. Maybe maybe Musgrave, you know, will emerge as that elite tight end, you know, a Kelsey or a Kittle. But somehow, some way, Gutekunst has to get this guy a big time player to go with them. Well, Gary, they'll have the firepower this off season to go and do some things they haven't been able to do for a while. You know, they're going to, they're, they're getting their financials in order the, this season. They, yeah. Aaron Rodgers, they're, they're, they're completely taking the, that whole bottle of medicine this year on Aaron Rodgers. 40 million against the cap. They decided to take it all in one lump sum this year, right? So they're going to go into free agency, Gary, with far more resources and the ability to chase some guys than they've had probably back to that. The last time, Gary, they would have had this kind of, uh, you know, salary cap space. You're looking back in 2019, and and that that to me was Brian Gutekunst's most successful day as a general manager. On a, on a March day, Gary, within, I think, three hours – he brought in both Smiths, Preston and Zadarius. He brought in Adrian Amos and he brought in Billy Turner. It was boom, 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 boom. And um, it was, it was a memorable day. I Absolutely. Mean, for, that was a whole organization, Gary, that, you know, never touched free agency under Ted Thompson that really hadn't been active like that since Ron Wolf was around 
a generation earlier. It was, it, I mean, it was, it was a big time memorable day. Um, I, I don't, they won't be able to do that kind of uh, make those kind of moves, Gary, like four big timers, but they can go get a big time wide receiver if they want one. I mean, I looked the other day, T Higgins is, is going to be out there, Gary. I, I, I don't know if he is a bonafide one, um, but it would be ironic. A lot of people have yelled and screamed for four years that the Packers should have drafted T Higgins and not Jordan Love. If all of a sudden T Higgins and Jordan Love somehow played together, yeah, uh, starting next fall, Gary, I'll tell you what, T Higgins would upgrade that wide receiver room in a big way, and and there'll be some other guys, Gary, that um, you know that they can go ahead and chase that are going to get to free agency. I I also think Gary they'll make they'll make a move or two with maybe unloading a high priced veteran of their own in a trade that could bring back a wide receiver. It wouldn't shock me, Gary, if after this season. They say we're kind of out of the Jair Alexander business. We're just we're just kind of done with this. Um, Gary, he's played 21 of the last 40 football games. He's got a contract that's going to be hard to move. But again, he does turn 27 this offseason. He's already an undersized corner. If you can get someone to take him off your hands, Gary, and you can get a wide receiver coming back, they've 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 done okay finding corners with Eric Stokes, with Rasul Douglas. I think Carrington Valentine is, is going to turn out to be a nice player for him, Gary. It wouldn't shock me to, if they moved on from, from an Alexander, tried to turn that into a wide receiver, and then went back to the draft to find their next corner, something like that, and then paired them with Stokes and Valentine and, and Keyshawn Nixon or whoever it is moving forward, Gary. But uh, but no, it, it will really be interesting because I am with you. They don't, have, they don't have quite enough firepower right now around Jordan Love, and they're going to have to add to that room. Alrighty, uh, before we uh, call it a day here, I just wanted to touch on the uh, Packers-Chargers game. Uh, the Chargers are a three-point favorite. Uh, the one thing I like about the Chargers, <laughs> they, they can light it up. I mean, they, they put up 38 against the Lions the other day. They put up 27 points against an excellent Jets defense, and I think they put up like 30 on the Bears, so... I mean, the last three weeks, they're averaging plus 30 a game. Packers secondary is banged up. I thought, I thought Valentine did a, you know, respectable job last week. But I'll tell you what, they are going to have their hands full <laughs> this coming Sunday, you know, stopping the pass in my mind. After Patrick Mahomes, Gary, this will be the second best quarterback I think they see this year, right? Totally agree. I mean, the, 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 this kid is for real. And, you know, I mean, if, if you only go to one or two games a year, the, these are the one, the next two home games are the ones to go to watch this quarterback and watch Patrick Mahomes the following week. There's nothing like going over to Lambeau and watching a hall of famer, Gary. And, and I, I think that's where Herbert's trending. The problem for Herbert, Gary is that again, this is another team that's extremely poorly coached. They hired a defensive mind, allegedly, when they went and got Staley from the Rams and they, and they can't play defense to save their lives. You you talk about Pittsburgh being the model Gary of winning three point games. Yeah. The chargers are the opposite. They're the antithesis. They, if green Bay hangs around Gary on Sunday, and this is a, th- a three point game late, a four point game, a one score game, green Bay will win the game because the chargers find every way possible every single Sunday in close games to lose them. And it's why Staley will be gone when the year is done, but no, you're right, Gary Herbert's going to put up yards. He's going to put up points. What's amazing too, Gary, is he's doing it without Mike Williams, the second best wide receiver. 
The tight end, Gerald Everett, has been in and out of the lineup through the years. Austin Eckler isn't quite the same running back that he was the last couple of years. Gary, I don't know what's going on with him. Um, he's doing this with with Keenan Allen and a bunch of nobodies, um, and he's whipping the ball all over the yard and, and having success. The, the the rookie out of TCU, who I like a ton, Quentin Johnson, is is emerging, Gary, here um, and, and becoming more more a bigger part of that offense. But, Gary, we could have a shootout in Lambeau on Sunday, and, and that's, that, that's wild to say that about the Packers, who have struggled for the majority of the year to score points. Um, but, but this would be the day that they could get healthy, uh, on the offensive side of the football. I, 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 this feels Gary to me, like, like a 34 30 type of game. Yeah, that that would be fun to watch. I I wouldn't be opposed to that, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, no, it, it, it should be a heck of a game. And, uh, from, from the Chargers standpoint, I mean, this is a quote must win end of quote game for them. Um, what are, what are they four and five if I'm not mistaken? I know they're in last place in their division, Gary. Yeah, real quickly, but four here. and five. Four and five probably makes sense. Yeah, because I think Raiders are five and five in third. Yeah, they're 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 one game, one game out of the wild card. So okay, they 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 got to be coming in there thinking like, hey, if we don't beat the Packers, <laughs> who can we beat? You know what I mean? They're gonna have that mentality. So. Uh, it's, it's a huge, uh, huge game for them. Oh, I, I, I couldn't agree more. And, and to be honest with you, you know, I know Packer nation doesn't want to look at it in this context, Gary, but if green Bay continues to be competitive and show signs of growth and loses football games, like they did against Pittsburgh on Sunday, it's not the worst thing in the world. They jumped three spots in the draft order last week, Gary, they went from nine to six. I think, you know, with we've talked about this at length through the last two, three weeks on the show with uh, with the Chargers, then at Detroit, then home against the world champion uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Gary, Green Bay could jump into that top three spot all of a sudden in the draft if they're sitting at three and nine, and then they'll have some interesting choices to make down the stretch when the schedule does lighten like we talked about with with uh, the Giants and the Bears and and the Panthers and and people like that coming up the final month of the season. So so Gary, I mean, I, I get it. Nobody wants to lose football games. Nobody at twelve sixty five Lombardi wants to lose a game. Obviously, these players don't want to lose any games. But at the end of the day, Gary, if 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 Green Bay competes, plays well, hangs around, and loses the football game, big picture wise. It might not be the worst thing in the world. If, if, you know, we talked about who the wide receiver could be Gary for the Packers moving forward to, to be the legitimate number one, it might be the kid right now at Ohio state, right? I mean, you find a way to get into the top three or something in the draft and then bring Marvin Harrison to town all of a sudden a year or two, Gary down the road, you might be looking at a top five offense in the entire national football league. So Rob, you just sold me. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I get it. it. It's, it's, it's tough to stomach in the moment during a rebuild when you lose games. But again, if some of these guys play well and show signs of growth and you still lose the football game and come April, Marvin Harrison is on your football team. Wow. Look out Gary. Rob, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, and unfortunately our day at the office is coming to an end. It was great chatting with you. Thanks so much for uh, stopping by and thanks to our great listeners. Take care and all the best. 
For more sports news, check back every Tuesday for our latest show. You can also follow Gary on Twitter at GaryWoofle and Woofle'sPressBox.com. 